Hello there friends and welcome to the New Testament in a Year. I'm Sean Bailey and excited to take our journey together through this podcast where we're reading God's Word, taking the journey through the narrative of the life, the teachings and the mission of Jesus Christ and the ministry of His disciples in promoting the movement of the early church in this podcast we do do more than read God's word but we prepare our minds to receive his word so that it can move and change us we pre- we're going to preview our readings with some key things to listen for and then we'll follow it up with some devotionals and discussion points for us to consider and apply to our lives today is Our next step in our journey is we go into Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, we're seeing this pivotal moment in the early Christian church. The disciples have gathered in the upper room during the Jewish festival of Pentecost. And then this huge event happens. The Holy Spirit comes. Boom, massive, just as promised by Jesus. Look at some things that we're going to see. As we read this, look for the Holy Spirit coming, the sound like a rushing wind, as the scripture says, the divided, the appearance of divided tongues is fire. The Holy Spirit giving the giftings of the disciples to speak in different languages. And then Peter's sermon, he addresses this crowd with great boldness. Watch how he emphasizes Jesus as the fulfillment of prophecy. Then check and see how the crowd responds to that. Listen for that. Watch, Watch in your mind's eye how they respond. And then see Peter make a call to repentance and baptism. A lot of great things to watch for there. So let's do that together. Acts chapter 2. Let's read God's word and see all these things go down. Verse 1. We're going to read all the way. It's quite a long one. All the way down to verse 47. All the way to 47. Starting in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had arrived... They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? How is it that each of them can hear them in their own language, in our own language? Parthians, 
Mades, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya and Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, Cretans, Arabs. We hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in their own tongues. They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But some sneered and said, They're drunk on new wine. Well, Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and proclaimed to them, Fellow Jews, and all you residents of Jerusalem, let this be known to you and pay attention to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only nine in the morning. On the contrary, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. Then Peter shares prophecy from the Old Testament in the book of Joel. And this is what that prophecy says and is being fulfilled. It says this, verse 17, And it will be in the last days, said to God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servants on those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I will display wonders in the heavens above them and signs on earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. Then everyone, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 22. Fellow Israelites, listen to these words. This Jesus of Nazareth was a man attested to you by God with miracles, wonders, and signs that God did among you through him, just as you yourselves know. Though he was delivered up according to God's determined plan and foreknowledge, you used lawless people to nail him to a cross and kill him. God raised him up, ending the pains of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by death. For David says of him, and he references David in the psalm, I saw the Lord ever before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. Moreover, my flesh will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me in Hades, or allow your Holy One to see decay. You have revealed the paths of life to me. You will fill me with gladness in your presence. He finishes quoting from Psalm there. He continues his sermon, he says, verse 29, Brothers and sisters, I can confidently speak to you about the patriarch David. He is both dead and buried and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn an oath to him to seat one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah. He was not abandoned in Hades, and his flesh did not experience decay. God has raised this Jesus. We are all witnesses of this. Therefore, since he has been exalted to the right hand of God and has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out on what you both see and hear. For it was not David who ascended into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord declared to my Lord, 
sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all those in the house of Israel know with certainty that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When they heard this, they were, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Well, Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Then with many other words he testified and strongly urged them, saying, Be saved from this corrupt generation. So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all, as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Wow, that's Acts chapter 2. That blew up quickly, didn't it? Acts chapter 2. I love that. There's the start of the church. Every day, numbers were being added because of their faithfulness. Think about that. Reflect on the transformative power of the Holy Spirit in your life. See how it moved in one, in the group of men in the upper room, and in spite of the opposition, those were veering at them and saying awful things they were bold and even Peter stood up and showed us how we can be bold in sharing our faith and how it can impact others if he didn't get bold and stand up and share that message there maybe the church wouldn't have been blown up the way it did think about how you respond to God's call and even more, think about your response to repentance and baptism. Repent and be baptized. Turn away from your old self. Ask forgiveness for your sins. Turn away from those old sins. That's repentance. To commit to not do that anymore. Not just saying sorry and continuing in it. But repentance is a complete turning away from. Have you repented from yourself, your old self, and have you followed through with being baptized? Baptized by the Holy Spirit as a result. Embrace the opportunity of fellowship with the church. They gather together 
They broke bread together. They did life together. The church, because they were obedient to that every day, numbers were being added to them. Seek, seek God in your life. Let him move. And amazing things, just like we saw in Acts chapter 2, can and will happen. And praise God for that. I pray that you're, we're all obedient to that. But as we look ahead, even to chapter 3, we're going to see Peter and John encounter a man that has been lame from birth. And then we see something pretty remarkable happen in the journey of the early church. Join me again in our next episode for chapter 3 of Acts. I appreciate you spending some time with me today and reading through this scripture today. And I pray that God uses that and we allow him to use that in our lives. Have an amazing day. Hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified throughout reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.